There's nothing funny about serial killing. No, and I think the fact that you are making light of it now, actually, Neil, is extremely offensive. <laughs> Welcome. We are Neil, Luke and Dave. 340-somethings reminiscing on the runners and riders of 90s guitar music. We look at the bands who soundtracked our youth on both sides of the pond and interview some of our heroes from the bands that defined a generation. You'll hear about the good, the bad and the ugly of 90s guitar music. This podcast is stupid and contagious. All right, welcome to episode seven of the Stupid and Contagious podcast. This week is Mega City 4 and we're speaking to Jerry Bryant. So got a good interview with Jerry coming up. But before we get into the interview, let's just have a little bit of a chat about Mega City 4. Luke, do you want to take it away? I'm, I will. I'll try. I'm a little bit nervous about this one because I know there's a lot of uh, Mega City 4 experts know, in the... Yeah. Uh, in the group, in the Facebook group, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm worried, a bit worried about, about that uh, as well. But I'm sure uh, <laughs> we'll do our best. That's all we can do. We'll do our best. Um, any any mistakes? I, I apologise for. We always caveat all of these um, episodes with we by no means claim to be experts. We just enjoy the music of the time. So we're well aware that many of you probably know much more about Mega City Four than we do. But we will do our best. Yeah, I think on this episode we'll let the uh, interview do most of the talking, eh? Cause it's, yeah, it's exactly. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. right. Um, but I'll give you my usual rundown. So Mega City 4, pop punk band, I guess. That's how he described them himself. So um, Yeah, and I think that's band. a fair, de- fair description. Jerry, today's guest, he was a founding member, so um, formed in 1987 officially, although they'd kind of been in like bands together since like 1982, since the early 80s. Right. Mega City 4 itself didn't form until 87. Um, got the lineup of uh, Wiz and Danny Brown, the brothers, uh, guitar and, uh, and vocals, vocals and then guitar, uh, Jerry on the bass, and then a guy called Chris Jones on drums. 1989, debut album. I'm not sure about this title. Well, it's called Transphobia. Yeah, Transophobia, I think. Oh, is it? Have I, am I re- have I been misreading that no, for no, the last no. 30 years? Well, I was. Oh, I was you're right. Transophobia. You're right. You're right. Yeah, I wasn't sure either. So it's a, it's an yeah. easy. I'm sure they're not transphobic. That's for sure. No, no, no. <laughs> Just an invented word, then. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, maybe they made it up. A listener will uh, comment and tell us what it's about, won't they? Jerry, if you're listening, or anyone else from Mega City Four, if you can tell us the reason for the naming of that album. Or, yeah, if you're a fan and you know, then let us know in the comments uh, because we clearly don't, don't fucking know. <laughs> and Google doesn't know, so there you go. I mean, he talks about it in, in the interview, but kind of, um, yeah, kind of part of that scene with, like, uh, Census Things and Snuff and um, just kind of forming around that time, playing with each other. Second album, Who Cares Wins in 1990. We mentioned it briefly in our Wang they moved to a major label for their next album. It was called Sebastable Road. I discovered Mega City 4 quite late on, actually. Um, I think when I went to university, so that would have been 95. So I kind of missed them when they were uh, in their prime. Somebody introduced me to Sebast- 
Sebastopol Road, is it? I mm. can't remember how you... I can always pronounce it wrong. Uh, yeah, and I, I, I fucking love that album. Ticket Collector, the first song on it, is my favourite Mega City 4 track. It's got, that's got Stop on it as well, hasn't it? Yeah, it's on there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Miles Apart is on there as well. I think that, that, for me, that seems to be the most famous. I'm not sure. But I think like that album's like widely considered to be like their... Their, you know, their magnum opus, their kind of their, their masterpiece. Jerry talks about it in the interview that he, he, that's the one that he was most proud of. I think so. Yeah, yeah, and I think by fans as well, it's kind of widely um, acknowledged. Um, I think when well, in the Facebook group there were there was people uh, putting their favourite Mega City Four tunes on there, and I had to look through. Like most of them came from Sebastopol Road, basically the ones that people were nominating as their favourite. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, they're the real fans and that's what they were nominating so yeah and I think it's a bit more poppy and a bit more polished than their previous albums um, but it, it it basically totally worked right oh yeah it's a great album great great album mm. when you introduced them earlier you sort of said pop pop punk and I think that mm. kind of that's the, that album especially that's what it is it's really poppy lots of melodies it's got quite, quite a pop vocal whiz I think but it's got mm. this really sort of driving guitar as well, which is what... Mm, sort of... Which gives it the punk edge, right? Absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, it's a great description of the band, I think. Well, I've, I've got a question. So we mm. talked about Grebo bands. Are they mm. not a Grebo band? Well, they would have been lumped in that Grebo scene, I guess. The Grebo, it's just, it's not really a kind of music. But I think you're right, Dave, yeah. It's just like a load of bands that kind of got lumped in with the... I think they were just kind of playing together. There wasn't that much similarity in the sounds, right? Although no, they were all really. kind of like melodic, I think. They all had a bit of a like a pop sensibility about them, but they just did it in different ways, I think. Yeah, you know, sort of Pop Polite itself and Mega City 4 are two very different sounding bands, but they've still got yeah. a similar sort of British mentality, I guess, uh, similar song subjects. And they've got they've got the hooks and the melodies, right? But they don't sound anything like each other. Yeah. So yeah, I think you're right. It was more sort of a movement than an actual sound, I guess. But same with anything, right? You know, there's a huge difference between like you know Nirvana and Soundgarden. They don't really sound like each other. You know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Any any scene that comes along, there's bands on the fringe that kind of get sucked into that scene, and um, mm. you know, often they. They don't really sound like some of the bands that... What started the scene in the first place, you mean? Like, Yeah. Yeah, I think they had another album after that. Um, I think they... Not on a major label, that, I think that one. And, yeah, they broke up um, in 1996. So, I guess, 87 to 96, which, yeah, nearly, nearly 10 years, which is pretty decent for a band, I guess. But seems quite short now, I guess. I don't know. What we, we talk about it a bit in the interview and we talked about it with Ben from the Census things is... They're just playing live all the time. So although mm. six or seven years, yeah, maybe in the in the lifespan of a band isn't a long time, the amount of sort of gigs they did back then is probably a lot more than some of the bands around now, you know? Because yeah, they packed con- a lot in. Like, uh, Wiz moved to Canada after they broke up and formed a band Dough called Boys. the Doughboys, who, who I've never listened to, yeah. but... Um, I, I need to, I guess. And then, yeah, he died 10 years later, so 2006. He died from a blood clot on the brain. Fucking hell. Quite sudden. Yeah. Like uh, yeah. guy from the Beatles. Oh, oh, Stuart Sutcliffe. Sutcliffe. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Similar. I was going to say his name, but I thought I might accidentally say the serial killer. 
Peter What's his Sutcliffe. name? Peter, Peter Sutcliffe. Yeah. <laughs> they're not to be yeah, not to be confused. I bet he did play a mean bass though. Yeah, I mean Peter Sutcliffe is renowned for his bass lines. <laughs> as well as his murders. He's the Yorkshire Ripper, right? Um I dunno. Yeah. Well, sounds that right. <laughs> no, that sounds that sounds credible. That sounds credible. Ripper's a funny name to give a serial killer, isn't it? I don't like that. It's very um it's very visceral kind of image comes up, doesn't it? And he did a lot of horrible things, but at no point I don't think uh, he probably ripped anything. No, he probably didn't. It makes him sound like a like a comic book character, doesn't it? Calling him yeah. Ripper. Yeah, it was far from comical. There's nothing funny about serial killing. No, and I think the fact that you are making light of it now, actually, Neil, is extremely offensive. <laughs> I'm, I'm obsessed with serial killers. Not, not like in a good way, but I like watching the programmes. Oh, man, you're not a true crimes podcast person, are you? No, no but the human psyche, I, I find it quite fascinating getting into these people's minds. They're dark places. Yeah. Back to Mega City 4. So, Jerry, get back to Jerry, our star of the show. So when they broke up, basically, he worked as as a manual labourer for a while. They sort of went from one minute, literally the next day, they did a gig, and then the next day they're all sort of, three of the band were labourers on this building site. It must be such a sort of come down. What's the come down? The the being in the band or working on the building site? (laughs) (laughs) You get from doing all this cool stuff with bricks and, and mortar and stuff. And then you have to, you have to go and play yeah. a gig in the evening. But he retrained as a, an engineer and now he runs a studio in Farnborough and he does like, um, you know, stuff for touring bands and gigs and stuff like that. And um, yeah, he seems to be in, in a good place now, right? He seemed to be uh, on good form when we spoke to him. Yeah, he's still involved in music, which I think is quite important to him. So, And I just finish off by saying, so there's an organisation called Forward for Wiz, which we talk about in the interview, uh, which is really cool. It's an organisation set up in the memory of Wiz that basically helps new bands to um, get stuff done basically if they need like a help up a little bit of extra money to make a video or you know a bit of studio time or something like that they just that's help great out with, isn't it with that it's really what cool a fit, yeah. what a fitting tribute that is i mean i didn't know much about it but it's a great little organization so yeah, i'll put a link in the show notes if anyone wants to check it out well actually just go and check it out have a look and yeah show yeah. some support because they put on gigs and do all sorts of fundraising stuff so yeah, I think like they they're responsible for like um, reissuing T-shirts and stuff, and then like the profits of it go back into the organisation and stuff like that. Just lots of mm. cool stuff, and yeah, I like shit like that, you know. Me too, me too. Um, that's it, really. They've still got a pretty strong following. Um, yeah, I mean, just you know, dip into Facebook or whatever, and there's some the guys on our Facebook page. They do Mega Fishy Four, who are like a cover band for uh, Mega City Four songs. The videos they've posted so far, they look really, really cool. So yeah. It's all good. I mean, yeah, it's all good. Yeah, from from starting this podcast and setting up that group, obviously the the interviews we put together, we, we love the bands that we're interviewing. That's why we've got in contact with them. But like, yeah, there's loads of love in there for Mega City Four, Senses Things, all of those bands, Compulsion that are coming on next week, and it's just really nice, nice to see these communities, people that still listen to the music, they're still really passionate about it. Can I just admit, I never heard of them. Never heard of Mega City <laughs> <laughs> Right, so you'd never heard of them? No. But now you've you've had a listen, though, haven't you, this week? Yeah, obviously I've had a 
a listen. But I don't remember either of you two talking about them either at the time. No, well, like I say, I, I, I didn't, I didn't find them until much later on. I have to admit, like '95, I reckon. Like I, mm. I kind of missed it all. Even when I was listening to the census things, I kind of knew the name Mega City Four, but I never really. Gave it a good listen. I probably heard some of the music. Yeah, it wasn't until I got to university that I gave it a good, good go. I don't know about you, Luke. You might have listened to them back in the day. Um, I I knew Sebastopol Road. I did. Um, but yeah, I I, I wasn't um, expert by any means. Yeah, that's why Luke sort of said at the start that we we we're aware that there's people that you know were diehard Mega City fan, Mega City Four fans from the go. And uh, we don't offend them by getting any of this wrong, but we're doing our best. I'll tell you what, though, like interviewing Jerry and kind of listening back and then going back to the albums that I missed, um, like doing research and stuff, it's made me like a big fan of them. Um, I yeah, think that's, they're it. that's it. Really good. Yeah. I agree. But Dave, you had a listen before today, didn't you? Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I don't want to be down on them too much, but I wasn't. I didn't like it that much, to be honest. Why? What? What about them? Did you hate so much? I didn't. Look, I didn't hate them. Jerry's not going to be happy. He put. Look, he came on. He gave us an hour of his time, and you and just you shit all over him. him. <laughs> Who the fuck do you think you are, Dave? <laughs> if we'd Seriously. have known, we would have just done it us two this week. Before he come on and gave some sensible feedback you can you can cut this out if you want but you know <laughs> nah, this nah, is going this, in this, this is gold we should be honest i suppose the thing that let it down for me really was the vocals okay mm. he has got quite a distinctive voice and it's not going to be for everyone that's fair enough yeah i mean he could he could sing but it's just a bit weak for me i don't think we should shy away from giving our opinions in the in these uh no, to interviews. Not. Like, yeah, yeah sure. it, that's fair enough. Not, it's not going to be for everyone. We fucking hate the Lighthouse family, and we're quite open about it. Do you know what I mean? And when when we interview them, then we'll we'll say we'll say the same thing in the uh, in the run up to it. You know. But yeah, no, that's the beauty. We say it all the time, but that is the beauty of music: is it is subjective, and not yeah. everyone's going to like the enough, same mate. thing. That's fair enough, mate. That's completely that's a reasonable uh, critique. And you know, if you'd have told us beforehand, we could have just. Fucking just like I said, just done it us two and not wasted our time. <laughs> I, 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 I welcome I welcome that the criticism is good. So do it's I. Good. So I, I think it's a good thing. You've got we've got to be honest in what we like and what we don't like. Otherwise, what's the point? You know. Um, all right, Dave. Do you want to in- introduce the uh... band you hate? <laughs> <laughs> if you can bring yourself to do it. Well, uh, yeah. This interview it was Luke and Neil doing it. It was one of the one of the first ones. We did, I, I think. Quite the second one, the second one we did, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I've listened to it a couple of times now. I really enjoyed it. It kind of gets to the essence of what this is about because it's just yeah. a really nice informal chat with a very nice guy. I think it was a really good one and uh, I think people will enjoy it. So here it is. All right, Jerry, welcome to the podcast. Uh, thanks for coming on. Um, how's things in, in Jerry's world? Um, okay at the moment. Uh, do you want the short version or the long version? Uh, <laughs> up to you, man. You choose. Well, the medium version is I've got uh, four days off. That's why I was a little bit tired this morning. I had a bit of a mini party with my missus last night because I've been right, away right. for a week. Uh, I've just got over a three month, some kind of weird illness that I got just before Christmas. And not, not the old COVID. Like, 
I think it might have been COVID too, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, now the sun's shining, I've got a few days off and I haven't got to go away again until Friday, so feeling pretty good. Nice. nice. <laughs> um, all right, uh, on the off chance that any of our listeners don't know who you are, I'm sure they do, but can you just introduce yourself quickly? Is that okay? Um, my name's Jerry Bryant. Um, I was uh, born in Portsmouth in 1965. And um, I played bass, uh, formed a band and played bass in a band called Mega City 4. Well, various bands before that, but most notably Mega City 4 between 1987 and about 1995. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, can you tell us a bit about the uh, the early days of the band? Cause... <laughs> Sorry, go on. That's who, I mean, you were right there, uh, right from the start with Wiz, right, uh, when the band started. So can you tell us a bit about how it started? Uh, we, um, Danny, his younger brother, who's also in the band, uh, yeah. we were best mates at school from 11 years old. Um, so were we. Me and Neil <laughs> were best mates at school from 11. Yeah, okay. there you go. Fight the first time you met. Uh, nah, we were, we were more like lovers, not fighters, I think. We were, uh, we were. Not, not together, <laughs> but, you know. Me and Danny Brown had a fight because he was just being a pain in the ass. He was following me back from school. With his pea shooter gun firing at my legs because I had short <laughs> shoes. Yeah. In the end, I turned around and went, Leave it out, mate. And we had a little scuffle. Do you still have pea uh, shooters? No. It was like a, a gun. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mid 70s, Neil. Come on. Pea shooters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pea shooters. Yeah. So um, I don't know. And then after that, we were best friends for, for life, really. Uh, obviously, he lived with Wiz. Uh, Wiz. He used to sit in his room all day playing guitar, being really antisocial. Right. Much to the um, annoyance of his father, especially. Uh, and then, obviously, when he when he went out doing whatever he did, we used to sneak in there and play his guitar <laughs> and pretend that we didn't. And eventually got our own guitars. I formed a band called Stallion at school. Mm. And then, after that, formed a band with Wiz and Danny called Capricorn. All right. <laughs> That's their star sign. No, gotcha. I left and we got Chris in and we um, formed Mega City 4. Yeah, beginning of 87, I think it was. Um, that's the that story. That's the start of, of it. That yeah. Farnborough, you're based, isn't it? Yeah, we we formed in Farnborough. Obviously, I'm originally Portsmouth. Right, yeah, yeah. We Brown brothers were London, tooting, and um, Chris was from Basingstoke. Yeah. We all, at the time, me and the Brown brothers were living in Farnborough, uh, but Chris was still in Basingstoke. Yeah. So we used to practice at the Railway Enthusiast Club in Farnborough. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Which was quite funny. Sometimes we'd show up and they still had their train sets set up. <laughs> and they'd have their, their timetables. And they all dressed like um, station conductors. You know, yeah, yeah. Conductors and waving yeah, yeah. flags around. And beep. They were running it's the train on a timetable. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so uh, was very that... cheap and nice and spacious, so we had a good time there. Did you all have the... We all listened to the similar sorts of music at the time. Did that sort of bring you together or...? Yeah, very much so. What, what we, sort we of bands were into, into? Metal. I got into punk, first of all, and then got into metal. ACDC, Moat Red, Rush. Right. Mm. And the Brown Brothers were... That, uh, Wiz was really into Deep Purple, Black Sabbath. Okay, yeah. Rush. yeah. 
that's metal. So in the 80s, we were real metalheads. Went to Hamsophodian. All yeah. the bands there, Motorhead, yeah. UFO, Thin Lizzy, you name it. Everyone, everyone apart from Van Halen, I think. Diamond Head, New Wave of British Heavy Metal, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's surprising to hear. That doesn't come across in the sound of Mugis nah, 54. It doesn't really. I think later on in the 80s, we were starting to get influenced by, you know, Husker Du replacements. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the American lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love Bad Brains, Minor Threat, you know, Fugazi, oh, that kind of stuff. So really, I guess we, it's like pop punk, which is what we were, I suppose. Mm. And then later turned out, well, it turned out we were an indie band, apparently, but we, <laughs> we were literally just a pop punk <laughs> band, you know. Yeah, I think we spoke to um, we spoke to Ben from the Census Things last week, and he said mm. he said a similar thing. He cited a few of the similar bands as well. So, yeah, I guess that. So, how uh, was it when that kind of scene started coming together, and you found there were other bands like you that were playing that kind of music, and you could tour with and stuff? Yeah, it was pretty exciting. We discovered mm. the. Uh, senseless things purely by chance. We went to see a band called the Milk Monitors play at the Hampton. Yeah, yeah Ben Menson them as well. <laughs> yeah, Hampton yeah. Court Jolly Boatman. Yeah, and they were uh, great, just fucking three minute pop tunes, but with balls, you know. Yeah. Something that hadn't happened since punk in the 70s, really. Mm. Uh, but like, obviously, better production, not so tinny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. Actually, yeah. singing instead of shouting. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we, they were just giving out flyers at the Hampton Court, Jolly Boatman, Milk Monitors. Can't remember if they were playing that day or not. But anyway, we went to see them because we loved the Milk Monitors. Yeah. And Mark was really friendly and Cass was there, I think. Yeah. And uh, we had a good chat with them. Then we went to see them. And I think at the time we just started being played on John Peel. So they yeah. kind of heard of us, I think. We'd, we'd heard them on John Peel. We just started doing gigs together, and it was a real joy. Us senseless things, and then eventually Snuff sort of joined in, although they didn't really fit in with. I suppose senseless things were a cross between us and Snuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were we were a bit probably a bit um, namby pamby for Snuff. <laughs> so, right, oh, really, proper <laughs> punk, you know. I but, don't know. I mean, when you do a shaken back advert as a a cover, I don't know if yeah, you can true. call yourself proper punk, but <laughs> yeah. So. It was good fun, yeah. I must admit, it was really good fun meeting that lot and do loads, did loads of gigs with them. Clarence downstairs in the basement, Clarendon. Yeah, um, Ben, Ben, Ben always, but he he said about the those downstairs gigs at the Clarendon. He, he said they were like some of his favourite gigs, you know. Same here. Yeah, the Wimbledon Labour Club with Snuff. That was a classic. Yeah. Did it? I mean, did it feel like at the time that like something was changing in like UK guitar music? Did it feel like you were like part of something? Uh, I don't know. Not really. No, not, re- not to be honest, not really. You were just doing your Might thing and just doing our thing. Yeah. I mean, you probably this has come up time and time again over over interviews I've done, and people are like, you know, well, you know. It sounds really cheesy saying we were doing it just for the music. Yeah, but yeah. all we did was just form a band and go out and wanted to play live to as many people as possible so yeah. we didn't have to go to work. Well, yeah, <laughs> I think because, I mean, it's a hard old slog back then. As well. ben, ben was saying they did like a summit, they were doing like 120 gigs a year in a van, you know, just driving from venue to venue, just slogging yeah, it out they, sort of thing. They were part-timers. We did 175 one year. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, what happened was we'd go out 
on tour for a month and our agent, Paul Bolton, who he, he used to do census things and Ned's as well and all that lot. It, we were a dream for him because he just kept people ringing him up saying, oh, we want, you know, Mega City 4 to play at this university or that polytechnic or this club in Bordeaux or Italy. Or, and he'd go, yeah, they'll be up for it. They just want to play anywhere. So yeah. he literally would go away for a month and come home, you know, three or four months later. Yeah. And he'd just keep adding gigs on the end. Yeah, and um, and that's the way it was. We were happy with that, uh, because that's what we wanted to do. And yeah. had the fire in our bellies, you know. I had the fire in my belly, and that's what I wanted to do. And we meet, met loads of lovely people. They, most of the gigs were fantastic. Some were a bit, you know, yeah, for one reason or another. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, and you know, we steered clear of drink and drugs in the main, and um, kept clean. Really enjoyed ourselves early days. Really fantastic stuff. I guess if you're yeah. doing that many gigs, it's it's difficult to indulge too much, you know. If you're well, yeah, on the road all the time, I was doing a lot of driving as well. Personally. Yeah, I had a, two or three mates that were our road crew, and you know, it felt a bit unfair. We only paid them like twenty five quid a day each. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it went up what? to fifty. It went up to fifty in nineteen eighty nine after we got a deal. <laughs> there you go. The lifestyle, though, isn't it? Right. It's exactly. It was the lifestyle. No other reason than that, really. Yeah. Um, really, we really well. Per, I personally, and I know Wiz did, struggled with the business side of it. Yeah, you know, the interview, doing interviews for the um, music rags uh, papers. Yeah, you know, they always wanted an angle, and it's like, well, we haven't got an angle. <laughs> yeah, you know, we, yeah. we honestly haven't got an angle. We just want to. We honest, we understand we have to do this publicity. It's all part of the machine. Yeah. I mean, it's terrible these days, isn't it? I mean, with the whole social media media thing, it must be a nightmare for bands. So. I follow bands on Facebook and I just get sick of it. Yeah, it's too much, right? Too day much. after day. Oh, new post tomorrow. News yeah. tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Is <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> you know. I mean, and that's amazing. That's the amazing thing about that era. There was none of that. There's no, no internet, nothing, you know. So it was literally word of mouth and people cut more people coming to the gigs and word of mouth, their friends come to the gigs and all that, wasn't it, right? It was a completely different <coughs> vibe, wasn't it? We had, I mean, on the touring front, no yeah. sat-navs, no mobile phones, no. you know, buy a map. Right. Yeah, buy a map. Yeah, uh, just map. guess how long it took to get there, you know, but r- roughly 50 miles an hour on a trip. Yeah. Average. Uh, yeah, things are very, very different. I mean, I'm still touring now as a sound engineer and tour manager. Yeah. Various yeah. bands. And um, it's does my head in. I'm ready to retire. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm 58 this ah, year. And I, you've I'm, earned I'm, it. You've earned it. Yeah. yeah. I've been touring since 1985. And yeah. 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 The tour manager aspect, gazillions of emails backwards and forwards before the actual gig, you know. Yeah. Whereas before, Paul Bolton, as I mentioned earlier, yeah. just used to give us an itinerary. There you go, lads. <laughs> off you go. You have to yeah. do like risk yeah. assessments and stuff these days, do you? Oh, well, I, luckily I don't have to get too involved in that, but you know, I look after sort of artists, as it were, like getting from A to yeah, B. Yeah. But like airports now after Brexit, you know. Um, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. The, all, all the organising, it's just. You know, it's just sort of, it's not fun anymore. I'll be honest. It's, it's enjoyable, but it's not as much fun as it was. Yeah, no. Anyway, think... that's my little mini moan over. <laughs> no, that's I, all right. That's all I, right. I think you're right, though. I think those that that time was like 
it was the it was the last sort of era before mobile phones, the internet, and all that sort of thing. And yeah, yeah I don't you I don't think you'll ever get a lot of that back. You know, it was just a I, special time. I like to I like to call it the analog era, right? As opposed yeah. to the digital age that we're in now. Yeah, it yeah. was supposed to make things more fun. But maybe yeah. it is for the kids. I don't know. The kids, I suppose, kids have got their video games. And Different world, isn't it? Like a real old git now, aren't I? <laughs> no, no, we're, we're all the same, man. We're not far behind, we're don't all... worry. No, <laughs> no, I'm still in the analogue era, as you can see. <laughs> um, back to uh, Mega, Mega City 4. I think um, like the first time we became aware of him, because we're a little bit younger, so probably around like 1990, and we were 14, 15. And I know the first time I became aware of him was seeing the logo everywhere. Like yeah. We started going everywhere. to like the free festivals they had down in Brighton and yeah. everyone seemed to be wearing a Mega City 4 t-shirt and it just looked as cool as, as cool as fuck to me, basically. Can you tell us about yeah. how the logo came about and all of that? Yeah, it's very straightforward. That was uh, designed by uh, the Capricorn drummer. Right. The band we were in just before. In fact, I think there might have been a bit of a crossover there. He was a graphic art student, I think, mm. at Stoke Tech. That's where... Daddy met him actually. Yeah. And he became our drummer. He designed the logo. Um, so he must have been, he might have even done the first. I don't think he ever did any gigs with Megas. But he designed the logo anyway. Yeah. He came up mm. in a recent interview and I was saying, oh, yes, um, he never charged us. <laughs> and so I'm expecting an invoice. And he, he should have been lived a- in New York. If he'd have gone on commission for each T-shirt sold, he'd have been a millionaire by now, wouldn't he? He heard the podcast and he sent me a message, no invoice. (laughs) (laughs) You're off the hook. In fact, well, this is funny enough, I've got one here. I've just... There it is. Yeah. There it is. Is that the right way round for you? This back to front? Yeah, Yeah, no, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like... That's an original seven inch of miles apart. Nice. Oh wow! Nice. That's nice. nice. It seemed that like t-shirts were almost as important as as the the records back yeah. then because you were yeah, part yeah. of a tribe. Do you know what I mean? You had to show your um, colours. Definitely for Ned's Ned's Atomic Dustbin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ned's, yeah the long sleeves. Yeah. We we didn't sell anywhere near the, what they sold. They became you know the, they were the must-have t-shirts. Yeah, Ned. Ned yeah. I do remember that. <laughs> they had the Ned's t-shirts. We were Ned's, yeah. might buy a t-shirt if it's the right price. Yeah, they were the right. we'll have it, you know. They'd open a box and they were just <clears throat> flying. Although yeah. there, that kind of caught on, and people started buying more of our stuff. But we we couldn't compete with the with the amount of t-shirts they sold. And to be fair, I mean, it, it, we didn't really make much money to our detriment. We didn't put much of a mark up because you know we we're sort of like you know, yeah. minor threat to Ian McKay, you know. Yeah. Sure, sure. Um, well, he, he refused to even make T-shirts, so yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. So, uh, yeah. you know, we, well, do we have to make T-shirts? Again, one of those business business things. Um, <laughs> we might put, like, you know, a quid or two on top of the price. Yeah, I think that's that's the problem with being in a band is that for most bands, it's all about the fans, you know. You don't want to be sort of charging them loads of money for a T-shirt and stuff, but it's a business at the end of the day, I guess, as well, isn't it? I mean, well, now, I mean, bands have to sell merch. Yeah, yeah. That's that's all they get their money from, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's all they get their money from. Yeah, again, it's all changed, isn't it? No CD sales. Spotify's fucked it. Yeah. Um, So it's ticket sales and T-shirt sales. Yeah. Um, One thing that did come up when I was speaking to Ben is he said that uh, 
because obviously they, 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 they uh, Mark spent a lot of time sort of growing their fan base and making a community with the Census Things fans. And he said he got a lot of of that sort of ideal from from Wiz. I think that you guys really try to build a community with your fans, so it's like a just everyone together sort of thing. Is that is that something that was really important to you guys? Yes, uh, uh, we used to get letters from all over the world uh, because we used to. I think even this has got our address on it, hasn't it? Uh, oh, what your, your actual address on it? Yeah, as yeah, it's got like <laughs> MC4 info, nine Medway Drive. There you go. So far, <laughs> so all these send you a letter. Yeah, was that just your house? Yeah, to that our address. House. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Wiz did the meat of it. He loved it. You know, he loved yeah. it. He was really he loved writing and reading. So he did the majority of the letter writing. But just yeah. everyone that's oh, so he actually letter, wrote he wrote letters back to the fans. He wrote letters back in oh, head wow. Crazy. Um, yeah. And so about four or five a day, I would suppose. Really? Wow. We all we all did it, but Wiz did yeah. the majority of it because he loved it. And um mm. Um, so everyone that sent us a letter got a personal reply. See, that's you know, of some kind from one member of the band, usually Wiz. But then we had some weird ones, as you can imagine. Yeah, but imagine yeah. being like, imagine being like a, a Mega City Four fan and you get a letter back from get the guys in a band. That's you know, uh, yeah, yeah, it's a touch. I think isn't that it? was, yeah, again, that was probably maybe part of the charm, but we, we didn't really know of any way different, really. Oh, I think this, um, you know it's, it's probably the right way to go about things, but uh, you know, oh, I, I think not every band did that. That's 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 above and beyond. Yeah. Do you think? Eventually, yeah. when we saw, when we Good signed time. to Big Life after the first two albums, signed to Big Life, um, and then they started doing that, putting a postcard in. The, yeah, yeah. I used to send them back. You're in the mailing club, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. They just you just get sent out a mailing, you know, a, a mailing list, a mailer of some yeah. kind, some shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you did get a bit bigger, you played with some pretty amazing bands and on some pretty big bills as well. Do you have any any memories of any any of that? Well, my favourite. I mean, I used to love the Cramps, so we got asked to tour oh, the Cramps, and, right. and that was yeah. amazing. We almost blew them off stage in Birmingham, almost, <laughs> which shocked me a bit because I was like, "Fucking hell," you know. Can't be doing that. I really love this band. I've been to see them in since the eighties. You know, Amsterdam Palais and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're pretty difficult to upstage. Yeah, they yeah. are. They are. Um, <laughs> I, I've got no nothing really stands out. I mean, one of one of the greatest things that's ever happened to me is when we played the Reading Festival, nineteen ninety. Right. And um, it was still all rock bands back then, right? Yeah. There was none of the... And I mean, it's just it, like a normal festival now, isn't it? It is. Very much. It's just a kid's flipping spring yeah. break now. Yeah. The, uh, again, <laughs> that's the true. old bad in me. <laughs> no, the, no, uh, true. Went to every Reading Festival in the 80s from 80 onwards. Yeah. Camping, you know, being silly all weekend. So to play there, yeah. it was like, fuck it out. When we got asked to do it, three months before yeah. the actual gig, I couldn't sleep for three months. Ah, oh, it's big, <laughs> isn't it? It's a big yeah. um, deal. And then that day, uh, Faith No More played, I think. Ah, oh, Faith that in no 90, More. Is that the 92 one? I can't remember if it was a 1991 or the 92 one. So we did it two yeah. years, didn't we? But either one of those years, sorry, my memory's a bit... 
It's all right. Watching Faith No More from by the side of the stage just after the real thing had come out. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That's one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. Uh, we were massive God. fans. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah big what fans. What a no fucking band. Yeah. And just, you know, to sort of like be standing there and there. Did you meet him just, afterwards or? Uh, only the bass player. Yeah. He borrowed one of my passes to get one of his mates in. <laughs> but not really, no. They sort of, they were a bit like us, I thought. They sort of kept themselves to themselves. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But fucking hell, man. They are fucking brilliant. I've never seen anything yeah, like that. Yeah, when we we saw them, um, they supported Guns N' Roses at Wembley Stadium. Yeah, they were good band. Good band. Uh, great. Yeah, yeah, even in that big arena, they were just, yeah, amazing. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I mean, he's a bit of a shaman old like pattern, isn't he? So, so it's, it's, he was hanging upside down. Yeah, the... yeah, yeah, he loved all that. Yeah, stuff, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, did, you, well. you didn't do any of that then? You didn't do any of the hanging off the beams and stuff? Not really. Did a bit of running and jumping around, but nothing too serious. No, it's yeah. difficult with the bass in your hand, really. Yeah, did a bit of jumping on PA's here and there. But yeah, so it was. The Reading gig, was it everything you expected? Was it a good crowd that day? Absolutely brilliant, yeah. Absolutely yeah. amazing. Couldn't have gone better. Yeah. Not, the 92 one didn't seem to go as well for me. I don't know why, but the, the 1991. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, no, yeah that ben, was a highlight. Ben said that they enjoyed their gig at Reading as well. I think they were the sort of, the again, I think that was after the sort of mid-90s, yeah, Reading became... It, it's not really the same festival anymore, is it? It's uh... no, it's not. No, it's always not a rock festival, is it? No, no. I no. think it's a grime festival now, isn't it? <laughs> Something like that. Grime. <laughs> it's, it's just uh, it's just the same as any other festival, and I, I think it's a shame because it, uh, it, you know, it was the rock festival, wasn't it? You, you know, for rock bands. Downloads the one now, isn't it? The rock festival. Yeah. 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 Of which is it, I still would like to go to download, but I don't know. I go virtually every yeah. year. I do sound for this guy called Jamie Lenman. He used to be in a oh, band called Ruben. Right. You heard of Ruben? Okay. Not really. And, no. uh, Luke, have you heard of him? Maybe. No, no I don't think so. No. Well, Ruben, check out Ruben. They're a really good band. I have heard mm. of Ruben. I'm sure I have. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. must have heard of Ruben. And then um, he went off on his own. And I've been doing his sound and tour managing for him ever since. We do download at least every two years. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so no. I it's... get to get my fill of metal, but God, there's some real cheese on there. What, a download? <laughs> a download, yeah. okay, really? Oh, yeah, they have. One of my, kid, one of my kids loves Avenged Sevenfold. Right. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 of course, I, yeah. I, I, I saw them one year. <laughs> it's a bit like Kiss without the decent songs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sounding like an old band again. Sorry. sorry. No, it's good. It's there's, good. There's it's no good. judgment here. There's no judgment. No. Here. Big no. Kiss fans. Um, no. So you said you. Oh, I never got into them. I think we no. were just, just maybe five years too too young. Maybe we, we, uh, we were yeah. never. We were never. We never got the lunch boxes and all of that, you know. We were never we missed them in their prime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I appreciate what they are, but yeah, I never got into them. More of a Def Leppard fan myself back in the day. Oh, you were, weren't what? you? Neil? Blimey, yeah. I saw Def Leppard. Um, 
supported ACDC at Amateur Odeon in 1979. Bon Scott was on vocals. Yeah, that's when Def Leppard was quite good, though, I think, weren't they, back then? They were were good, but they were a support band. There was hardly anyone in there. Yeah. Back in those days, no one watched a support band. And it was Rick Allen's 16th birthday. That's why I remember that. Oh, yeah, because he was super young. Yeah, he was super young. That's when he had both up, back when he had both up. That's right. Yeah. 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 Wow. 16th, that's incredible. Yeah. It is, isn't it? Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Anyway, yeah, sorry, we're not on a tangent there. That's no, no, good, man. Good. It's all good. We're they all were good. a good band. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Luke always took the piss out of me, but I thought they were pretty good. <laughs> although, <laughs> although I've got, I've got, I think I've got hysteria behind oh, there me you somewhere. Go. You kept that so, on quiet. You know, I know, I know. Classic. It's a great <laughs> album. Great album. Um, so you, you say you do the sound engineering and touring and stuff. Do you see any kind of influence in the bands that are coming up now in, in what you were doing from Mega City 4 and everything like that? Um, Some bands. Um, I don't really listen. I don't really listen to a lot of modern music. Um, I don't know if people have still got that ethic of just playing millions of live gigs. I assume they have because that's the only um, way to make money now, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not so sure. I think a lot of the bands these days have they have like a full time job, and and the bands just something they do. I, I think yeah. it's. I think I don't think there's that same ethic of just get in a van and go mm. play everywhere. I, but there's I not the really... same government support system to allow that <clears throat> no. to happen, right? You know? I'm guessing the only chance you've got now, unless you make it, you know, until you make it financially viable to live on, is you have to stay living with your parents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe, I think so. maybe work through the winter and then work do as many festivals as you can during the summer if you're lucky enough to get any. I mean, yeah, even things like petrol prices, like Imagine having to fill your van up with the prices now. And, oh, and right, yeah, it's ridiculous. You know. I mean, you there's know. a band called... Have you heard of the Lottery Winners? No. The band? No. no. Lottery Winners, yeah. No, I haven't heard they've of them. Been, they've been supporting Wonder Stuff and Sleeper and... Right. Mm, all sorts of... And they're really good. They, their second album's about to come out. You can check them out if you like well, that. Well, do. Windy. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they just constantly tour. They're, they're doing that. Yeah. Um... There's a band called Snapped Ankles I quite like. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, they're quite good. And they seem to sort of spend all summer just touring around Europe playing festivals and yeah, Deja I mean, yeah. yeah. I think that is yeah. the I, I think that a lot of that has got lost, unfortunately, I think. But I'm sure there are some bands that still do it, but for it I'm to sure be there the... are, but I, yeah, I can't think of any. I mean all the all the bands I work for are sort of Nostalgia bands, yeah, 70s, 80s, like Susie Quattro, Shaking Stevens, and Sleeper, yeah. people like that. So I don't, I, the last time I worked for a modern oh, band was back in 2015. I worked for a band called Nothing But Thieves for a while. No, I remember them, yeah, right. I remember them. Yeah. Yeah. Are they still going or? I think they are. Yeah. Um, which was great. They they were really nice, but I just couldn't keep up with the youngsters, you know what I mean? They, right. <laughs> after 18 months of that, I was exhausted. Yeah. Uh, Shaking Stevens uh, was the first record I ever owned, by the way. Sorry? Shaking Stevens was the first record I ever I ever owned. Was it? Was it? Um, yeah. Which yeah. one? Green Door? Yeah, I mean, just like Shaky, the one with got the pink suit on the front with oh, the yeah. black background. Just looking just cool as fuck. Yeah. I've been doing this sound since the 90s. Yeah. Wow. It's amazing. And um, 
going out on tour again at the end of this year. I don't think we're coming to Japan, but uh, yeah. we're going around the UK and Europe at the end of the year. And he's got a new really? single out, actually. There you go. Yeah. Still going. Still going. Um, I guess the other thing is that, um, well, you've probably seen this as well, a lot of venues closing down and stuff that bands used to play at. And that's also a bit of an issue these days. It is a. It's um. It's looking pretty grim on the grassroots venue front. Yeah. Um, they were struggling anyway, and COVID. Yeah. Uh, put the final nail in the coffin for a lot of those uh, uh, venues. And the trouble oh. is, I was running a rehear. I run a rehearsal room. It's been going twenty two years. Obviously, yeah. at the beginning of COVID. We had to close down for you know on and off for a year and a half, but we got loads of grants from the government to pay rent and stuff, and yeah, lot of these venues did. Um, but now all the government funding's gone. You know, this coming year is the first year. Well, last year and last year actually was the first year we've had to go it alone again without any grants or anything, and we really yeah. struggled. And I can imagine what it's like for venues because no one's really still going out unless they have to. No, that's the thing, like isn't it? It's it's like a luxury including now. Myself, to be honest, yeah. including myself, I really got into that. I enjoyed that lockdown period. You it enjoyed was like it. having a rest. Yeah, I yeah, did. I just my, took a year I've been off. I've worked my balls nice. off since I was sixteen. <laughs> you know, I left school and got yeah. a job at the bus company. I never stopped. Yeah. So, what was I? 40, 50, 55? Yeah. Yeah. Know, uh, yeah. Yeah. Forty. 39 is that right 39 years of just running around especially with the band as well yeah running around like a lunatic i actually thought yeah fuck it i can actually yeah. sit on the sofa well you have not to feel yeah, guilty. good isn't it not yeah. feel guilty because there's no work to do so there's uh, no yeah. way i can feel guilty about it so yeah i had a similar you know, experience with it open a bottle of wine yeah yeah on the sofa watch netflix and it was a really nice rest yeah, yeah no i quite enjoyed the whole lockdown thing i, I know a lot of people found it difficult but yeah, for me, it was... Yeah, it's well, it's still psychologically nice fucking my head up, like most people, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, was, <laughs> it was a tricky one, you know? Um, I actually trained as a volunteer vaccinator. That won't go down very well with some people, uh, especially my <laughs> missus, who's anti-vax. It's fine. So... You're, allowed, you're entitled to have your view on it, you know? So yeah, yeah, I got bored, and St John's Ambulance were recruiting volunteer vaccinators. And I yeah. thought, well, you know, I want to do my bit. I've yeah. sat on the sofa long enough. Yeah, did all the yeah. training, and then started. Oh, you did the actual. Right. Yeah, did the wow. actual. Yeah, so That's I don't know if we if it does turn out it was poison. I've been, I've poisoned hundreds of people. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, but I just oh, I thought I was doing the right thing. Yeah, you, you've apologised so, now. It's all right. It's all right. So all those fans yeah. that you wrote letters to, you've probably also killed yeah. at the same so, time. Yeah, probably. I say it's probably a bit of a sensitive <laughs> subject because I know there's a lot of people anti-vax. Uh, one of my kids is anti-vax. My missus is anti-vax. And wow. she she's fine. I got COVID and I'm still fucked from it. And she didn't have the vaccine and she's absolutely fine. So I don't know. Maybe they did. Who knows? I don't think we'll, knows? Ever, yeah. we'll, yeah. ever, we'll never really know, will we? So we just no, we'll do what never, you think's best, isn't it? Um, all right. We've got a couple of questions from our Facebook group, if that's okay. they There was a lot of love for Mega City 4 when we said we were going to be lot speaking to you. It was, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, do you want to ask the first question? We've just got a couple of questions. Yeah, let me just okay. find it. Hang on. Right, so this one's from Japa Moji. I hope I've pronounced that right. Probably wrong. 
It's just fun. what he said is um, he asked if being in a band that some form of success actually ends up still being enjoyable. So was it everything you wanted it to be? And did the machine grind you down? Uh, yeah, as, as I mentioned earlier, I definitely had a fire in my belly, but the last couple of years was hard work. Right. I'll be honest. Yeah. And eventually, and that took its toll on the band. Was that record labels or? Well, well, well I'll make no bones about it. We, we got really popular and then mm. something else came along. So we started becoming yeah, unpopular. See, Ben uh, said, Ben directly, so it's, it's directly, grunge, basically. blamed on Nirvana, Nirvana, basically. killed the synthesis things. So. He blamed it on Nirvana. Yeah, he did. Yeah. That's interesting. I don't know. I mean... There's so many different factors. People just move on. People get bored. Maybe we just weren't writing, uh, releasing yeah, <coughs> albums that weren't no good really anymore. I mean, Rush did all right, but they kept reinventing themselves, kind of. Yeah. I think, you know, just, you know, Dave Bowie, you know, all the long, long standing, you've got to keep reinventing yourself, haven't yeah. you? Having said yeah. that, like... That, You've still got bollocks. a strong fan base, though, right? Uh, that came across when when we asked the question. Like, the, the people still got a lot of love for for Mega City Four, so yeah, they seem to. I mean, I keep an eye on those pages, and I do run <laughs> a official Mega City Four one, which I hardly put anything on because yeah, I can't be bothered. Well, I don't know. I just never think about it. Yeah. Um, but I, because we stuck to our guns mainly and didn't, but I don't mm. think we sold out. Yeah, mm. I think that. <clears throat> one of the few bands again like you know that sort of Ian Mackay minor threat Figazi thing maybe we did make a couple of bad decisions mm. but ultimately we did a gig you know we peaked in 91 92 sold out the Astoria after we released Sebastopol Road which yeah, I think yeah. was our finest piece of work I love yeah. Sebastopol Road and after that it was yeah. just sort of kind of struggling and until we paid the a gig in Ipswich at the Drum and Monkey to like 50 people. I mean, you know, oh, we really? realised that day. Yeah. Well, that's it, isn't it? We always said to ourselves, if we don't become significant in people's lives anymore, then we were going to call it a day. And um, mm. that's what we did. We all pretty much went down to Job Centre the next morning. Wiz went off to Canada to play yeah. with the Doughboys. Yeah, that's mm. right. Yeah. And me, Wiz and Chris worked on a building site for a couple of years. Yeah. Pretty depressing time, got to say. Yeah, a bit of a come down, I guess, but yeah, but retrained as a sound engineer, and so I've been touring, so I'm always on tour. I just don't have to do this, you know, all the um, yeah. I mean, have you noticed the? I mean, part of the reason we started this podcast is um, there seems to be like a real 90s nostalgia coming through, like people are. Re rediscovering bands like Mega City for uh, um, maybe a new generation is gonna listen to the music. Hopefully, yeah, I get a few people <clears throat> mention that to me, saying, "Oh, I was listening to the Megas the other day. You were ahead of your time, or you know, or yeah. so and so. You could have if you released that now, you'd be massive and yeah, this kind of stuff." And I'm like, "Well, it's all by and by because you know." It happened when it did. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I can see what they're saying, but I'm I'm happy with what what we achieved and and um, yeah, it's a nice legacy. It'd be right? nice to carry it on to now. Yeah. 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 Like yeah, I, you know, I've been working with a band called Sleeper from the yeah, 90s. Yeah, yeah, I remember the Sleeper. Yeah, of course. And they're yeah. just so lovely, but they got together again four or five years ago, and they do mm. the 
Are they from Brighton, Steve? Shine On festivals and stuff like that. Yeah, they're That's from Brighton, right. yeah. Yeah, Shine On Festival. I was going to, yeah, I've been trying to get them on the podcast to Shine On people because those festivals are going down really well, right? They go down very well. Yeah. And they're brilliant. Yeah. Mm. Um, Considering, Mm. really, well, I suppose it's 25 years ago, isn't it? All that Britpop stuff. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I always have a good time to sleep at, (coughs) excuse me, get a sleep at, and Blue Tones. Yeah, dual mm. header. Mm. Last year went down brilliantly. Are they at yeah. Butlins? Are they at the Butlins or what? Where where do they host yeah. the Shine On festivals? The, the festival is at Butlins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Minehead. Mm. So we everyone just goes there, stays at Butlins, goes to watch loads of cool music, right? It sounds really cheesy, but it's a really good venue. It's a massive indoor tent thing. No, I I um. I film a scar festival every year. It's a similar sort of thing. Everyone just sort of goes and hangs out in their caravans and then, yeah, they'll convene in the, yeah. in the, the but look, like the sound system there is amazing. I think they spend a lot of money on all that sort of thing at these festivals, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah. 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 Um, rightly so. So, yeah, you know, yeah, definitely. Have a little shitty speakers on stage. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We've got a question. No, one more question from Facebook. Uh, Craig Scott. He said, what was it like being in a band with siblings? Oh, uh, yeah. Siblings, what you mean? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, my Brown God. Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, always, Brown always Brown. arguing and fighting, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Danny, I think, yeah, they used to piss each other off. Yeah, yeah they're always going on about something. And not always. That makes it sound awful, doesn't it? No. But, <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, they'd go off at each other all the time, and because they were si- siblings, that that yeah, they'd really you know go for it. Where, yeah, whereas proper, proper rut. Me and Chris, if we had beef with, it, yeah. you know, Wiz or Danny, we'd it's a bit different, right? Just sort of mention it, and that would be it. But these, yeah, they'd go off. But that obviously went back to when they were young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I think their dad was quite. They had quite a strict upbringing from their dad as well. So right, you know, it's quite a fiery. But I might so like when they were doing that, did you just stand at the side and let them get on? Oh, it? absolutely, yeah. Best just go outside and have a fag or a cup of tea, leave them to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, always, it's always like really stupid. It would it build. You could see it building up and building up and building up yeah. over a few days, and then suddenly. But it didn't like it didn't transfer onto stage. There was no sort of gigs where they were sort of weren't talking to each other or whatever. Or maybe there was. Uh, possibly, possibly not to my knowledge. Yeah, <clears throat> a couple of rows after gigs. I mean, Danny might see this, so you won't mind me saying that, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> pretty sure they had a row after at least one gig. Oh, brothers, I think it was a powerhouse saw... in London. Yeah, oh, okay. And, uh, what happened, what was, happened at the powerhouse? It was a girl thing. I don't know. Oh, Some right, girl yeah. showed up. It's always, always <laughs> the way. I think Dan accused Wiz of seeing the girl in the audience and then starting to get really pissed off or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, really stupid. Probably yeah, not that yeah. but um yeah. yeah um yeah it was generally okay though yeah I can't say that you know they weren't at each other all the time in the answer nah. to the question they were okay yeah um all right we're gonna let you go in a sec um speaking of Wiz do you want to say a little bit about the forward for Wiz Trust I was looking into it and it, it looks it looks amazing yeah well yes it's run by Karina Fraser who was um, Wiz's partner at the time of his passing yeah mm. um she um started it. Um, to 
um, help um, grassroots um, acts, artists, if you like. Yeah. Uh, and and continue with you know in Wiz's good name. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. To be honest, I don't really, I don't do anything. I, I'm a president, and so is Danny. Yeah. So is Danny's wife and another one or two people, but I, I just haven't got time to c- contribute to it. Yeah, so Karina does everything. Yeah. Mm. Uh, she does all the fundraising and put, putting all the events on. Yeah. Um, and w- Danny and Chris and I have given her carte blanche to print as many T-shirts as she wants and all the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gets um, put into the um, trust. Yeah, that's, uh, and that's basically it, really. Great. Yeah. Is to help yeah, yeah, yeah. young aspiring musicians with, um, you know, contributing towards if they want to make a video or an album or a demo or mm. some kind of event. Oh, yeah. What a great way to keep his memory going, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> Um, so, all right, Neil, do you want to ask the, last, the final question? Right, yeah, and then we'll so let this, you go. Thanks so much. This is, a bit of a fe- this is a bit of a feature. We just ask every band the same thing. If you were, could have been in any other band at the time, um, who would it have been and why? Well, I've got a list. I'll oh, go on. Oh, come on, great. <laughs> Get your list out. Uh, it's actually a post I put on Facebook a few years ago. Top 10 bands. Oh, wow. I wish I'd yeah, go in. for it. Here we go. Uh, well, Wonder Stuff. Nice. Def Leppard. Faith No More. Faith uh, No More, yeah. The Ramones. Oh, the Cataran. Oh, my God. Scottish Cataran. band. Cataran. Don't know them. No. no. Okay. Go on. Uh, Lay Thugs from France. Um, those are the ones off the top of my head. A pretty good uh, list. Yeah, but I mean, I was, I was I was big. I was influenced by John Jacques Bernal and Steve Harris from Iron Maiden, so I'd love to have been in the strat. Well, I don't think I could have replaced them actually. I kept having this reoccurring dream that I'd go to an Iron Maiden concert, and before the they started, they made an announcement <laughs> over the PA saying, "Oh, we're really sorry, Steve Harris is ill. Uh, is there anyone that can play um, bass?" And I know the first Iron Maiden album off by art on the bass, and yeah. so I go yeah. and volunteer. Yeah. I end up playing. It's going to happen. Did you see them when they played at Download? Because they played Download a, ah, a bit, don't they? First saw them at Guildford Civic in about 1980, 1981. Mm. I bet that was, Civic, yeah, I bet was about, mental, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. 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 One of my one of the bands yeah. I'd like to have played bass for. Yeah, do you, do you touch with them? Do you still do you talk to the Wonder Stuff much? Or yeah, um, I did some driving for them a few years ago. Did you? On a tour, I had nothing to do, and they they contacted me and said, "Do you want to drive our van yeah. round for us?" I went, "Yeah, all right." Got nothing yeah, else to do. I had a really good time with them. And They're Miles still is, going strong, aren't they? Aren't they? They Wonder are. Two of the latest year, but Miles is genuinely a really really nice guy. I know he comes across as an arrogant shit to a lot of people and like John Lydon does but he, he's I know John Lydon's got, some... got a sensitive side I think I think there's more to him than meets the eye that yeah, I boy. think so yeah. I think so yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah uh, yeah wonder stuff brilliant alright well, thank you very much I think that that's it yeah 
What time is it in Tokyo? You're... It is 7.45 in the evening. Yeah. So, yeah. It's not, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry I look a bit tired. Like I say, I did have a bit of a no, big no, night. No, that's all good, mate. We're all really late for a week, so we always do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, enjoy your time off, man. Thank you. All right, right. Luke. All right, Neil. Have a lovely Cheers, day. Cheers, mate. Enjoy Thanks the rest a of your day. Bye. 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 So there we go. There's Jerry from Mega City 4. What a lovely chap. That was my first note. Lovely bloke, exclamation mark. That was my first note. I used the word chap, but, you know. Are there any any other synonyms? Chap, bloke, guy, top geezer. Dave, fella. (laughs) Fella. Yeah, that works. That works. Geezer, yeah. Really interesting guy. Dave, you weren't in the interview. What did you... uh, take from it yeah i really enjoyed that one i don't know why i said it earlier but um it just feels like what what the podcast is about that that kind of interview i've just been a really friendly chat with someone important from that era you know from that era of bands we're talking about so yeah i agree i like these these episodes like we do the intro and the, the bit afterwards but the main crux of every episode is the interview with the person you know and um it's their stories from the time, their experiences of the time. That's why we don't cut any of the interviews. Yeah, just, I don't have a lot of notes, really. You know, kept a few notes while I was listening. But one, I must have got it wrong. I thought he said he was born 1955, but that just doesn't add up. Must have been 65. Well, that's an interesting one to bring up. <laughs> he can't be that old. Interesting you pick up on it, on his age. <laughs> well, age any, any... is really irrelevant. <laughs> Uh, what other insights? If it was 1955, <laughs> so, he, would have been, he would have been in his 40s in the 90s. Oh, no. So? Okay, what other, what other um, piercing insights have you got for us? Try and keep it on, like, music-related or something. Well, something mildly relevant. <laughs> what could be more relevant than age? Well, I mean, Dave is right. I mean, if he'd have been 40 in 95... That would have been something, I guess. But the fact is, he wasn't. Dave just misheard, so it's completely like irrelevant. But did I mishear? That's the thing. Okay. But yeah, another another note was he said um, how the record company wanted them to have some kind of angle, and he's saying, "Well, we haven't got an angle." Like the Levelers, for example, it was about much more than just the music, and and maybe it wasn't cool to admit that you don't have an angle. So I thought that was quite a nice sort of frank straight up comment to say yeah because oh, i didn't have an angle it was just the music yeah i don't think they were overly political i could be wrong i don't think they were they were more just sort of poppy sort of love songs right yeah i think so yeah 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 yeah. i thought it was super interesting that he comes from a metal background i like i said in the interview that just does not come through in the music whatsoever <laughs> not just him but most of the band are all into metal and then they then they did Mega City 4, which isn't. Yeah. But, you explain know. that, then? It's mystery, isn't it? Um, no, I mean, just because that's what you listen to when you're a teenager doesn't mean you go on and have to do that thing, does it? It's, it's lots I mean, of, I mean lots the Lighthouse family can't have made that sort of music. Where did they get their reference from? Because nothing was that shit before, was it? But, yeah, but imagine that. If the Lighthouse family, it turned out they were all into metal. They were into entombed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would be a surprise, wouldn't it? To say the least, it would. Well, it would. I mean, there's would less of a jump off? from 
from you know Motorhead to Mega City Four than Motorhead to to Lighthouse Fan. That's less of a jump, though, isn't it? <laughs> so you say? It's, yeah, it's just an opinion, I guess. But I, I would sort of probably side with Luke on that one. <laughs> Um, I really liked his comment, senseless things plus snuff equals Mega City 4. That's, that was, yeah, that's uh, good. That was cool. And interesting that they used to tour together as well. Yeah. So you had yeah. all that, right? Hang so on you, a minute. Yeah. What do you mean by snuff? <laughs> what, do you mean, what did you come it's not, it's for not, today? It's not one of your... <laughs> Dave, it's not one of your films. <laughs> snuff is like... Um, they were like another kind of pop-punk band. They They were... They kind of were a little bit tongue-in-cheek. Um, they had, like, you know, comedy kind of song titles, but they were much kind of faster um, than Mega City 4 in the sense this thing's more kind of a punkier, punked-up, kind of faster sound, but they very much kind of tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, and ben, ben from the census things, when we asked our question at the end, they were the band that he would have, he wanted to be in if he yeah. hadn't been in the census. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, of course. Mm. Capiche? Got it. Again, going, talking about the sense of things, like his comment that it just, you know, just fell apart so quickly and the, the audiences stopped coming and that was it, you know. He didn't blame Nirvana, but he, he did say that, you know, people just moved on and it was, it's, it's really interesting, right? It was all, it almost sounded like it was overnight. Sebastopol Road. It's quite a big album. That's their biggest sort of album. It reached um, it reached number forty one in the in the charts, which is good. You know, yeah, really good. yeah. For an indie band, that's pretty good, right? Yeah. But then, yeah, yeah. yeah, a couple of years later, they're playing in front of fifty people, and as he said, that they just that was it. <clears throat> they knew when it came to that that it wasn't something they just want to carry on just for the sake of doing it. If people don't want to listen to it, then fair enough. Was it a bit like that for you with Main Street now? Kind of, you know, when we went from audience of, audiences of four down to two, that was probably the turning point. It just wasn't worth it anymore, right? I mean, when you're riding high on that four, man, and suddenly you look out and there's only two. Yeah, we played in front of 8,000 people once, supported the Cheeky Girls, Bournemouth Firework Night. Wow, that's really good. Did you meet the Cheeky Girls? Yeah. Were they cheeky? Very cheeky. I bet they were. I bet they were. Cheeky little fuckers, they were. No, they were riding high on their cheeky girls fame at that point. They were big they were big then. And yeah, we we supported them. So fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, usually that's impressive. Usually gigs were yeah, in front of not not that many people. Going back to your point though, I think although it was a, you were taking the piss out of me, I think most bands do get to a point where you know, enough's enough. You've just done all you can and time to move on. Yeah, I guess it's knowing when to do it, right? Yeah, when it stops becoming fun, usually, that's when people stop doing it, you know. I thought it was really cool, I guess because of his job. Um, I think it's really cool that he's kind of retained, he seemed to still have like a real enthusiasm for music, right, in the interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's yeah. his, his job kind of does that. Like he mentioned like the lottery winners, who I didn't know mm. at the time, but in those months since then, they've I was gonna got say, quite a bit of traction. When we did that, I remember us both thinking, I'm not, I haven't really heard of those. But they've definitely, I'm the same. I've definitely heard of them since then. There's been, yeah, I can't remember on what, but there's definitely been some. Yeah, they're getting quite a bit of bit of press these days. And I think it's <laughs> yeah. really cool. He's just retained his, his passion for music and, um, he, you know, he's, he's with up-to-date new bands and stuff. And it's just, uh, it's really cool to hear, you know. 
Yeah, and he's 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 well into that shine. This is becoming a recurring thing, but he's really into the shine on festival and stuff. You guys have got to go, man. You two have got to try. Go. If anyone from Shine On is listening to this podcast, by the way, I have sent a few emails. Yeah, we'd love to come down and maybe interview some of the bands and interview the organisers, and just it'd be just be really good to find out a bit more about the festival because yeah, the people on our Facebook page are really into it, and you know, it's kind of. It's just all the bands that we're talking about on the podcast, so it'd be really good to come It's down. pretty soon though, right? I think it's November. November, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You've got to yeah, get, there. Gotta get there. Yeah, I'm definitely going to try. Like you say, he's still involved in the music scene, which I think is quite important to him. He seems quite into that side of things. I just thought it was great. The address is still on the back of that record and stuff because that's what they used to do, right? People used to write to bands. And I wrote yeah. back. Yeah, that was sweet, wasn't it? Wiz would write four or five letters a day. That's it's crazy, right? It's, it's so it's amazing. I mean, I guess it's similar to bands interacting with their fans on social media now. I guess that's the way they do it now. It's a yeah. similar thing, yeah. but oh man, there's a world of difference between sitting on the toilet and putting a thumbs up on on someone's Facebook post and sitting down with a pen and a paper, putting it in an envelope, going to the post office, buying a stamp. There's a world of difference, you know. So, yeah, that's it for Mega City 4. Thanks, Jerry. If you're watching on YouTube, then please do comment below. Let us know your favourite Mega City 4 track or your favourite Mega City 4 gig or just... Chat generally about Mega City 4 below. Love to get another conversation going on Mega City 4. If you're listening, then give us a rating. Leave us a review. Yeah, please do do that because it really does make a difference. I know some of you have already, but yeah, if you could just leave us a, a rating and a review, it helps the podcast get found. Um, don't forget the playlist that accompanies it. Or oh, I'm trying to change and call it a mixtape rather than a playlist don't forget the the mixtape that accompanies it but i need to apologize because um it's not my fault but um the first two albums are not on spotify so i've had to find i managed to find some um live versions of tracks from those first two albums to put on there um Mm. but yeah yeah the first two are are not on there so i've it's not it's not the perfect playlist that i wanted to make but um it's still a, it's still a, a a good listen. So yeah, uh, have a listen. Definitely check those playlists out. On on every episode, Luke puts together a playlist. As Dave said last week, he he thinks that they should get more recognition, which I agree. I think that they're a part of the episodes we put together. And you know, listen to the episode and then save the playlist till the weekend. Put it on. Put it on at the weekend, isn't it? Yeah, do a bit of gardening. Put on the playlist. Definitely do listen to those playlists because uh, Luke spends a fair bit of time on those as well. Um, Dave, who have we got next week? Compulsion. Correctamondo. I didn't, I didn't think you'd know. You said earlier. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, next week we've got Sid from Compulsion on. Um, that's another highly anticipated episode. A lot of people in the group are excited for that one. Dave, you know what to do. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it changed? That's not right. That's not right. <laughs> it's a shit sign-off, but you've got to do it forever now. See you in a minute.